Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. It is 7.30, so that means it is time for the daily financial news. And uh, before we do that, first and foremost, I want to congratulate folks for getting seven deals done. Uh, yesterday, if you watched my goals video, you know we missed our positive impact score. Uh, we haven't missed it very often, but we definitely missed it last week. Really kind of two culprits for that. One is we only got nine recognized deals when we expect 10, and that is a huge hit. And then second, student, student, I can say that this morning, student signups for how to get started one rental at a time or get your money right were frankly weak. Uh, a lot of that's because we had 76 people sign up the week before. But yeah, when we looked at the week, week by week by week, that's kind of where we were at. So again, remember, if you're interested in real estate investing, how to get started one rental at a time is for you. Join our free Facebook group along with that. Over 1,100 amazing individuals in there. Uh, so do the work. And of course, I'm working with creators to add more and more content. And as more and more content comes, the price will go up. So buy it now. It's the cheapest it will be. But let's congratulate some people. We got Mark. We have Brian for three. Brian got three deals done. And then Philip. Let me know about three deals he did since the contest started, I believe. So uh, that's how we're getting to seven. So again, amazing start to the week. Last week we did nine. We've got seven already on Monday. So thank you very much for that. Uh, next up, we got to talk about stocks. Uh, I did something or I just started something uh, about three or four weeks ago about technical analysis or charts or whatever you want to call that. Uh, what I want uh, folks to know is A, um, First off, don't follow me in anything we do. <laughs> I'm trying to help you understand risk management, sizing, uh, how to control losses. If you know my story, I am a horrible emotional stock trader. So I have a buddy of mine who's been doing this for 20 some odd years. And we are meeting every weekend to talk about what's going on. And what was released this morning, I think at 7 a.m. Pacific, are my first two stock trades. What is important about that is not the stocks. What is important about that video is the risk management spreadsheet, how we took positioning and sizing, set stops, all of those things. Essentially, those two trades were built on, one, I expect CPI uh, to be hot this week. Remember, if you watch my channel, that should not be news to you. I'm calling for 7-2 when the expectations are for 7. And then second, we have no longer... The yield inversion that people think points to a, a recession. We have yield expansion, which is good for banks. So we started at the macro, and then we went micro. The reason I'm doing this is I think there is a lot of a lot of terrible stock advice out there on YouTube. A lot of people talking about YOLO and kind of doing individual stocks and not really saying anything. So I wanted to go back to all the mistakes that I made about being emotional not controlling risk, not setting stops, not position, not stepping into positions. So again, we did that video this morning. 
Uh, hope you enjoy that. Again, none of this is stock market advice. What is advice is control your risk, set stops, and right-size the trades for your portfolio. That's what we are trying to get to. These videos are about the risk spreadsheet, not about any individual stock. So hopefully that makes sense. When we're looking at the news today, we've got some interesting things happening. First and foremost, Lululemon. Lululemon obviously has been a hot retailer. Uh, they, they raised expectations, what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago? Yeah, maybe. Oh, come here. Sorry. Sonny wants to come say hi to you guys. Sorry about that. Don't know if you heard him whine. But yes, that's Sonny. How you doing? So again, Lululemon raised guidance seemingly six weeks ago. They just came out and said, oops, we might be at the lower end of that. Uh, you know, we will see what, uh, what is going on. It, I'm guessing it's going to be shipping costs. It's just a wild ass guess. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of retailers have had to do air versus truck or boat. And those are some interesting uh, things going on. So we shall see. They said they had negative consequences. Talk about scary, but not even know what's going on. So yeah, pretty scary. Uh, looks like Dell, Dell Computers is an interesting play. Uh, they talk about having a six-week backlog in PCs. If you've ever looked me up on LinkedIn, you know uh, for several years I worked for Hewlett Packard. Um, let's just say a PC backlog is not normal. Uh, so this is a lot to do with chips, uh, chip backlog and things of that nature. Dell was highlighted as an interesting play on office reopening. So again, if we think this current situation is about to turn and people are about to start going back to the office, people are looking at Dell going, could be interesting. Uh, looks like the 10-year is racing higher again. This is one of the things that I called in this morning's discussion about why I'm placing my first two stock talk, blah, 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 stock trades in more than a decade. Uh, we are seeing an expansion, not an inversion, so uh, it will be interesting. Um, again, rising rates uh, into a slowdown is something I have been talking about for six months. I even called Q1 six months ago. So again, uh, I believe the Fed... They won't say it, but I think the Fed is going to introduce a recession Q3, Q4. I don't know when. Later half of this year, they might push it to Q1. But that's what I think is happening. I think the economy is running so hot. I don't, I don't see any um, things going on. So uh, we shall see. I see some comments about folks that the Fed won't raise rates. Make your play. Uh, I think that is uh, a foolish thing to think right now. But hey. Who am I? I'm just some guy talking in his kid's bedroom. Uh, looks like there's some Chinese developers kind of exiting the market. Again, I've been talking about the pain in the Chinese real estate market for, what, six months now? We're starting to see some people exit. Apparently, there is a developer named, I'm going to mispronounce this, Shimao. I don't know. I tried. Apparently, they've set up an agreement. Uh, for selling all their real estate assets, both residential and commercial. Uh, what we are seeing, uh, we didn't see, we don't know who the buyer is. Could be the government, don't know who it is. We don't know the price and we don't know what kind of discount or what I will call a haircut they took. Because one thing you will know about these developers is they value these assets at one number on their balance sheet. And in today's environment in China, there is no chance zero chance they got what they deemed them valuable on the balance sheet. This, this is going to be uh, painful 
And frankly, they did it to themselves. Uh, they have spooked the buyers. They spooked the citizens. And uh, it is going to be a mess. Goldman Sachs must be watching this channel uh, because I talked about four or five weeks ago that I expected four rate rises next year. Uh, and it looks like Goldman Sachs now agrees with me. I still stand by the fact that I think the first rate rise will be half a point, not a quarter. Uh, I think they are going to come out strong because, again, I expect CPI and PPI following that uh, to be very hot. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this thing called the death cross. Sounds scary, right? Death cross. One of the things in technical analysis you're doing is you're watching trends, right? The 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average. Generally speaking, you like to see the 200 days is much slower and the 50-day is, I don't know, faster, I guess. Sometimes what happens when something goes negative is the 50-day will roll over first. And if it breaks the 200-day moving average, that is called the death cross. Uh, it looks like several stocks are heading that direction as cryptos are as well. So again, scary, scary things. So uh, we shall see. Uh, one of the industries that is taking a big hit besides tech and tech that doesn't make money is home builders. This is what we would think. Um, so it's interesting to see, uh, you know, Toll Brothers, Lennar, Pulte all take haircuts. In fact, the entire construction ETF down 9%. Uh, again, the Fed is out. They're talking about taper and raising rates. I think the thing that shocked the market and the thing that the market doesn't understand is not only are they going to raise rates and, and taper, but they're going to become sellers. I think that is the thing that's spooking the market because if they become sellers instead of buyers, that is going to be very, very interesting. Yes. So again, it's when the 50-day crosses the 200-day. Yes, that's what I think I said. I think I said that. I meant to say that. Um, so yeah, it is... Um, that's what I think is bugging the market because, again, that might be that might force rates up, right? Think about this. Remember, bonds act a little strange. You have a lot more sellers. How do you get buyers? Well, the price goes down, but rates go up. And when you have an, what, $8 trillion balance sheet, that that's kind of freaky to think about. So uh, that's what I think is going on. Uh, looks like um, authentic brand CEO, again, a big retailer, is coming out saying the consumer remains strong. I am going to disagree with him. Again, I've been talking about Q4 being a barn burner, weight, you know, people spending too much money on stuff they don't need. Uh, again, they had this record savings. Uh, I believe the consumer is retreating right now. And I believe the stock market and all these other things are going to cause consumers to retreat even further. So I don't, uh, I don't believe him. I believe the authentic, the authentic brand CEO is looking backwards and maybe making hopeful statements, but we shall know, know soon enough. Uh, again, I think we get retail sales this week. Again, I expect that to be a good number because it's going to be about December. I think January is uh, no bueno, not good, but we shall see. Don't know if you're following this Chicago public schools drama, but it looks like they've kicked, I don't know, kicked kids is probably too hard. Not letting kids in. Uh, again, it's, it's, I think, the fourth or fifth day of Chicago teachers saying we're not coming to teach, which is causing, um, you know, just hurting our kids uh, more and more. So uh, interesting to watch that unfold, see, what, see where that goes. 
And then finally, the ultra wealthy. I don't know if you know this. There's a group called the Tiger 21. Uh, the Tiger 21, in order to be invited, again, you have to be invited. Minimum net worth is $10 million. It goes up to $1 billion. They just did their annually quarterly survey. And what this is what they are saying. 65% of these uber rich, the ultra wealthy, believe that inflation will accelerate this year. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Mr. Jerome Powell. 65% of these DECA millionaires believe inflation is going to accelerate this year. Uh, so what are they doing? Well, they are moving their money into specific assets. One, real estate. Two, stocks with pricing power. Uh, and three, actually, they are doubling their investments in crypto. Uh, 34% in Ethereum, 33% in Bitcoin, uh, with the rest being ETFs and others. And then finally, they highlighted the attractiveness of alternative energy. So again, that's where the ultra-wealthy are putting their business. So again, that's what I've got for you this morning. Again, if you want to know what what um, what two trades I made this morning, I released the video at 7 a.m. Remember, it is not about the stocks. This is not stock and market advice. This is about Michael Zuber learning technical analysis, doing true risk management, position sizing, stops, buying in in tranches. That's what I'm hoping to communicate. The actual stocks are irrelevant. I'm hoping to bring to you myself learning a new um, skill, right? This is not something I know, and I'm using a buddy of mine who's been doing this for 20 plus years. So the video was shared with you just so you can learn along with me. And we'll see what happens. We are meeting every weekend to review what's going on. And hopefully I will get better and better and better. So take care of yourself. It is Monday. We'll be talking with Greg Dickerson here shortly. Take care. Bye.